welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear our voices, you're exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Welcome. Karen, welcome back. Hey, I heard my name. Yes. <laughs> how are you this how are you this fine evening? Um, I'm very well. We're having a little bit of a dark and stormy afternoon here in western Washington. Yeah. Yeah, you guys uh, you guys get them as they're you know fresh off the Aleutian Islands, don't you? Sometimes just depends on the weather patterns. Um, so I'm not sure. This one is warm. It was warm and windy and rainy and a little thundery. So kind of, right. you know, I like that. It's it's. I see sun breaks now. So I think we're at the tail end of it. Well, you got a great view that's over the ocean, don't you? No, we're oh. inland a little ways. Um, I've always lived on the ocean until we moved down here, and so I miss it. Or at least oh. on the salt water, like bays and stuff. Um, right. So I miss it a lot. But we are inland a little ways. Um, but we still get all that coastal weather. We're not inland that far. Right. Yeah, that's uh, definitely the place that I would love to go to one day. Um, you know, never been, but maybe, perhaps one day. So tonight for tonight's show, we have a really great guest. We have Doug Angler. Uh, Doug is a paranormal investigator, and he co-hosts Periscope Uncensored Radio and An Amazing Radio. So I am personally am going to like this one because he probably he sounds like a nerd just like me. I you know. know. You paranerds can have your conversations, and I'll just, you know pop in every once in a while because i'm not so much of a nerd i don't have the typical nerd interests uh-huh. i'm more of a nerd hanger on or oh kind of like a nerd groupie yeah because i'm married to a nerd right and i've always dated nerds and i've mm-hmm. always really liked nerds but i don't mm-hmm. like you know know anything about anime other than that you know my kid used to watch Yu-Gi-Oh stuff like that right so uh- I'm 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 like with me when it comes to anime. I am a huge fan of um, you know anime that has like more of a cyberpunk sort of feel to it, like Standalone Complex or MD Geist or you know the Great Akira. Though that's that's pretty much what I like. Like more than all gibberish to me and sci-fi. So yeah, yeah. Don't know what any of that meant. Well, tonight after tonight, you will probably be well educated in the subject. Okay, well, very good. I'll let you paranerds, you know, enjoy one another. I know Doug is listening, and I hope that he's not, you know, like now saying that he's never going to speak to us because because we called him a paranerd. So. Well, you know what? You're in good company, Doug, so it's all good. That's right. So, hey, this is um, our last week, and then we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Yes. Because Cheryl is driving across the country. Oh, man. You know, moving blows as it is, but I can't imagine moving a- across the country. Well, they're doing it. Thank you. <laughs> so we'll be off for the next two weeks. And then what's the date we come back, Cheryl, but not Rick? We come back October 16th. And but Rick won't be Rick, back. Rick will be cel- in celebration, so he'll, he won't be back till the week after. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is our- good. 12th anniversary, 12 years with no parole, as I like to call it. Well, congratulations. You know, we're going on 12 years in February, so you guys are just a little ahead of us. Oh, great. Fantastic. 
Yes, except that we're at very different places in our lives. You yeah. have a young, adorable child mm-hmm. and years stretching ahead of you. And yep. we just got ours out of the house last week. Yeah, but if but what it, but if it's true what you've told me and what Cheryl's told me and others that that have you know uh, post adolescent or earlier children in early adulthood it's it comes pretty quick so I'm, I'm not it looking comes for, pretty quick yeah no yeah. but like I say it's a gradual process you actually you 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 sort of ease into it because you know when they become teenagers they don't want a lot to do with you anyway. Um, and, you know, by the time, I mean, Tanner's always been, and Tanner and I have always been really close, and he was great as a teenager, and we spent, but he had his own things. He was a very busy kid. And by last year, his senior year, you know, he was so busy, I seriously would maybe see him for 20 minutes a day. Right. You know, and we'd sit down to dinner, and that would be about it. Right. So you, you do, you do sort of get used to it eventually, and, um, you know, although I will say now that we've dropped him off at, quiet, at, at college, it's sure quiet around here. I don't hear his big size 14 feet clomping around upstairs all the time, you know, <laughs> things like that. So. Yeah. Uh, anything going on uh, with Karen paranormal-wise? Uh, we have our paranormal potluck at the haunted Lewis County Historical Museum this weekend. That's really exciting. Right. That's cool. So. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, a lot of teams coming up, and uh, we're gonna have a good time with that. Um, I think that I think that upstairs in Tanner's old room, I think I've been hearing some things, but you know, that's kind of par for the course. So, okay. and now that his big feet aren't up there, they're more noticeable again. Right. Yeah, does hasn't he oftentimes reported a, a, a small child in his room? Yeah, he he used to more as an as he got older. Like the last three years, he's he's totally said, "Oh, I don't believe in any of that. I must have been mistaken." Oh, okay. So so yeah, the last three years or so, but he's there's been stuff that's gone on up there always. I mean, back before it was his room, I had my office up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be up there all the time and have weird stuff happen. And we've had other people, people who spend the night who've said stuff about things happening, people who've house sat, who've noticed it. So, yeah, you know. Right. We got stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, can, sure, can, I'm sorry, but can we go take a quick, can we take a quick break, please? Um, I got I to gotta take care of something real quick. Sure. No uh, so we'll sorry. take a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll have our guest Doug with us, and you can paranerd out. So stick around, guys. We'll be right back. Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, this is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun. 
right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Join host Rick Hale along with paranormal investigator Chuck G on an exciting new web series. As seen on EerieEvents.org, YouTube, and UK's The Haunted Channel. Ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, urban legends, eerie events, chasing the unknown. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. 
The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. We're your hosts, Karen and Rick. Joining us now is Doug Angler. Doug is a paranormal investigator as well as the co-host of Periscope Uncensored Radio and An Amazing Radio right here on hazyradio.com. So, Doug, thank you so much and welcome to the underground. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a bit weird to be sitting in the uh, guest seat. Um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't been a guest on a show in two years. Well, would you like to interview us about anything, or should we talk about you? Um, I'm usually asking the question, so I think it would be fun to answer a few this time. <laughs> I'm just teasing. You know, I can make this about me, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I think we all can. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. As a radio host, you know this. You always have to have a little something in your back pocket in case your guest is a total dud. Yep. Yep, you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the you have the cut loose early things and oh yeah we we always we always have a little something just in case but we know that's not going to be the case with you because by golly you're a radio guy i'm a radio guy i'm a goofball i have a lot of fun doing this well it's it's a love good so what came first the anime or the paranormal investigation the uh, paranormal investigation i've been doing it for about 17 years now um it was all I've always been into the paranormal, what grew up in the 80s watching sightings and unsolved mysteries and stuff oh, like that. Was the oh. best. Sightings unsolved mysteries, you had to sit through the crap to get to the good stuff. Oh, yeah. You had to and, sit through like, the lost loves. I hated those things. Yeah. Lost loves or missing people. or you know, It's like, I want to see the UFO stuff. I want to see the ghost stuff. And the recreations yeah. were phenomenal. Yeah. Especially yeah. for the time, because they didn't have all the high-tech stuff that they have now, all the CGI and mm-hmm. high-tech, right. fancy, computerized, mumbo-jumbo stuff, which is way over my head. You guys were so calling me a paranerd earlier, and it's like... Yeah. You kind of are. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I have the nerdiness, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I'm like the typical nerd that you would think of. You're among friends here. It's all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, it's all good. So you like UFOs too? Then you're kind of a UFO. Is that an interest as well? It is an interest. Um, I actually joined a couple of different paranormal teams recently uh, within the past year, and one of them focuses on all aspects of the paranormal. Um, mm-hmm. We want to concentrate not just on the spirit world, but cryptozoology, ufology, basically cover it all. And then the yeah. other group that I joined is strictly uh, ghosts and spirits and stuff. So do you mind talking about UFOs for a few minutes? Sure. I, I enjoy it. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I hardly know much about okay. the phenomenon. But I, okay. Uh, okay. Well, you may not know that because I just recently discovered um, Project Serpo. Do you know anything about that? I've never heard of that. Okay, well, you spend some time looking at that, because if, if you are in a group where you do all of the paranormal phenomena, if you go to serpo, S-E-R-P-O dot org, it's some really weird crap, and it's all UFO-related. Um, so, yeah, I won't ask you about that then, um, because, you know, it would be silly, but I would highly recommend it if you're interested in UFOs. I really wasn't, and I was watching some kind of documentary about UFOs, and... Um, 
this Project Serpo popped up. And I mean, my interest in UFOs is kind of, you know, like, yeah, okay, they're kind of interesting and cool, and I like to watch on sightings, that kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah. But but never really chasing them down. So, but when I saw this Project Serpo, I spent hours one day reading it. <laughs> it's really strange. Um, so definitely also, something I'm gonna have to look into. Yeah, it, yeah. Serpo.org, S-E-R-P-O.org. It's really fascinating stuff. It claims to come from a high-level person in the um, Department of State. And it's about a project, a, a an excavation, or not Department of State, excuse me, like DOD or something like that, the Air Force, one of those things. Anyway, and it's about um, a group of people went with aliens to their planet, a group of trained military people, and were there. So, yeah, read it, yeah, it's but, interesting. But Karen, I mean, guys, I mean, how often do you hear that? It's like, this person is, a, you know, a major general in the United States Air Force. He knows, and it, just, it turns out this to be... This one is a little bit different. This one has the UFO community of people, really well-known people. Okay. Kind of, um, it, you know, it kind of held them in thrall. So it's it's also known as the Zeta Reticuli Exchange Program. Anyway, interesting, might be worth, you know, spending a little time if you have that interest in UFOs. But let's talk about you instead of that. Um, so are you a cryptid guy, too? or? Um, I I have no knowledge of crypto. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in it all. I'll watch it all. I've heard stories, you know, the Bigfoot things. Um, re- shows that have been on recently that cover stuff like that include... Mm-hmm. Um, Factor fake paranormal files. Yeah, and, I love uh, them. Rep- yeah, the yeah, show Josh Gates is on. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it. Um, Destination Truth. Truth. Destination Truth. I, I love watching those shows. You know, it would be awesome to be able to do that, travel around the world like Wouldn't they do, it? and have like, um, resources and the equipment and stuff and the access that they do. Although some of the stuff they do, I don't think I could. I couldn't get in any of the boats they go in. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, but Destination Truth is a great show because you never know what kind of junky vehicle they're going to get stuck with. And they always seem to have fun with it regardless. Did you see the one where the airplane roof ripped off? Yes, that was over the forest there. Um, That was terrifying. And they actually went back for a second investigation there and had more stuff happen. It's like, (laughs) I want to go there because I'm stupid. (laughs) But at the same time, it fascinates me. Right. So what's your what's your fantasy um, paranormal investigation? Any area of the paranormal? Um. Oh, that's tough. There are so many that I there's so many places that I want to go. I want to go check out the Hellfire Caves in England. I want to check out all the the underground tunnels in England where you know pot when poverty struck, everybody w- went underground to escape flus and viruses and all that stuff. And then in the U.S. Um, Waverly Hills is on my want-to-do list. Mm, Cheryl's been there. I'd love to do Waverly Hills. I've been to Rolling Hills twice. That's probably my favorite place that I've ever been um, so far. I've been to Slater Mill, which actually is about an hour from my house. um, You have. I've heard good things. Well, I've heard interesting things about Slater Mill. Slater Mill is fun. I've been there three times. Twice was a public investigation, and the third time was a private investigation with a group that I investigated on as a guest uh, with their group, and then later joined the group because got along with the team so well. And on the private investigation, we got access to places you didn't get access to on the public. Oh, and nice. 
I went under Slater Mill. There's a little access where, you know, Rumor Mill had it. You know, we don't have verification, but when they had children working there after the child labor laws were in effect, they would hide the children down through this trap door, put something over the top of it. Well, I guess when I was under there with the video camera rolling and taking photographs, I caught a shadow moving along the back wall, and where the shadow was, you couldn't walk because it was a drop straight down into water. Wow. Oh. Now, you're not in Rhode Island, though. You're in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, I'm in Massachusetts. I'm actually uh, right at the start of Cape Cod. Okay, but I mean, everything in on the East Coast and that in New England is all kind of pretty close, isn't it? <laughs> um, within a within a few hour drive. For the yeah, most it's part. it's all pretty it's all pretty bunched up. You know, I live out here in Western Washington, and the where we have great tracts of land and spaces between places still. <laughs> so, so I would love to live in some kind or not live at least. Um, go someplace where you've got that kind of population density and all the little old haunted places that you have out there in New England. Haunted New England is fantastic, isn't it? Uh, there's stuff all over the place, and it's funny because I grew up in Massachusetts my whole, my whole life, minus seven years when I was living in Syracuse, New York area, and there are places that are infamous in Massachusetts for paranormal or witchcraft or whatnot i've yeah. never been to salem right. it's probably an hour and 45 minutes for me i've never been there it wasn't until last year that i actually went to the lizzie borden house for the first time really and that's 45 minutes away and i've passed through fall river probably thousands of times just never wow is salem kind of touristy though it it, it is touristy um but there's still a lot of the traditional um, witches that are there. Uh, I guess it's very popular around Halloween, from what friends of mine have said who have been there. Yeah, they said that Halloween is the time to go. Yeah, I but I, I'm I'm not so big on you know getting around ghosts and goblins on Halloween because everybody expects stuff. I would rather do yeah. do stuff the rest of the year when it's yep. not so crazy and hectic. Well, sure. you know, that's what I call Halloween or busy season because this is the time of year that um, normal people want you. And by that, I mean non-paranormal people want you on their radio shows and they want you in their newspapers and they want you on their blogs and all of that because, you know, you're spooky. So <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is the busy season. Is it a busy season for you too then? Uh, a little bit, but it's busy on the anime end more so than it is on the paranormal end. Really? I'm, get, I'm actually getting ready to do four conventions in eight weeks starting oh. on the weekend of, basically the weekend you guys come back. Wow, so this anime stuff, it's big then, huh? It's, the anime stuff is actually huge. It's a lot oh, bigger yeah. than I expected it to be when I was introduced to it many years ago. Um and uh, Rick, I heard you talking that you're into the anime stuff as well. You, oh, yeah, I don't know if you remember a show called Inuyasha. Yeah, yes, I do. That's what introduced me to the world of anime. Yeah, I, I think mine was um, when I saw Akira for the first time. My cousin had it on video, and he brought it over, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So you know, I, was, I, was, you know, I was hooked in more of the uh, sci-fi, cyberpunk kind of uh, anime after that. Yeah, I, got, I went from that one 
to a few different other ones, Golden Boy, Fooly Cooly, mm-hmm. um, Witch Hunter Robin, stuff that you'd seen on TV. Well, Golden Boy was never on TV. It just happened to be one I found at a yard sale and bought. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, I got met a girl, fell away from the anime stuff, got married. Um, things didn't work out. As the marriage was falling apart, I got back into anime. And I didn't realize how heavy I was getting into it until after, you know, moved back to Mass from New York and realized, you know, I'm starting to watch. I sat down one day, I think I'd seen at the time, it was almost like 55 or 60 animes at the time. At that time, I'm going, wow. Wow. I'm up over over 90, closing in on 100 now, and that's Japanese with the the English subtitles or the English dubs. Was Speed Racer anime? Yes. Yeah. I liked Speed Racer when I was a kid. That's probably the only anime show I ever watched, huh? Other than, like, when my kid made me watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Is Yu-Gi-Oh! anime? Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, uh, My Little Pony, all that's actually anime. My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic? Yep, that that started off as anime. Really? Is that why there are bronies? <laughs> I don't know. I've never actually watched the My Little Pony franchise. Um, okay, I do not understand the phenomena of bronies. That's why I'm asking. I, it's the first time I've heard of it, but you know, my guess is it's brother ponies or something. Yeah, it's bronies. It's dudes who watch My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Ah, uh, okay. That, well, that makes sense then. I didn't realize that was anime, so pretty much anything with the big eyes then, huh? Uh, it, it, the difference that I've noticed between the animes and... Uh, American cartoons is a lot of it is the drawings and the artwork. Um, the way that the characters are drawn are a lot more realistic looking in anime. The, the features are more well defined. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you look at um, e- e- even go back in time as much as as far as Sailor Moon. The char- you know, like you you look at the women and they have. Very feminine features. The faces are drawn out a little bit longer. The chin area is more well-defined. When you go back and you look at some of the old uh, Warner Brothers cartoons, you know, Tweety Bird and Sylvester, and you see the old lady, and the old lady, the chin's very rounded off. And um, yeah, Whereas okay. if you look at Sailor Moon, she's got kind of a point at the bottom of the chin. It's more well-defined chin and I've uh, noticed that's a common theme in a lot of the animes that I've seen. You know what's always kind of bothered me about anime is that, and it's like you almost have to just take a complete departure from believability to think that a 13-year-old child is going to be allowed behind the uh, behind the control panel of a $90 billion giant mech warrior. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the great thing about anime is... Um, they cover, especially in Japan, they cover every topic. Nothing is le- is, you know, off limits. In in the U.S., we have so many limitations. You can't air this on TV. You can't air that on TV. You know, you right. got to be careful about uh, graphic. You got to be careful about you know violence. Well, you can't touch on abuse. You can't touch on you know all sorts of different subjects. Where in anime. Nothing is off limits. I've seen animes from everything from cat aliens from another planet become friends with alien, with Earth to, you know, spirits come from the sky to, to try to blow things up. Uh, is it is anime for kids or for adults? 
it's for everybody. Yeah. Okay. I, I know people. Who, I know people in their eighties who love to watch even really? the new animes that come out. Really. So, um, there's like a book form of anime too, like manga. Yeah, it, it, manga. Manga. Is that is that kind of the same type of thing, but in books? Yes. In fact, a lot of the animes that are out started off as manga, and when as manga grew. If a manga is really popular, they sell a lot of it, then they look to turn it into an animated series where they will go put it to motion, let's get people in to voice the characters, let's take what you see on the pages and have it become uh, you know, almost motion picture-esque or a TV show or whatnot. And I've seen anime series as few episodes of six and as many as I think there's one series that's up over 600 episodes it's like one of the Dragon Ball or Pokemon or something series that's still going and there are over 600 episodes Right. so maybe instead of ignoring it when my kid was little I should have watched it because I could have found something in it huh oh yeah I mean even even now depending on your interests I'm sure I could direct you to animes that would you'd be interested in really I mean, if you're if you're into, um, like military or war, or you like tanks, no. there's an anime no. out called Girls und Panzer, which no. is I like cooking. You like cooking and and it's, making jewelry and writing and playing the piano. Oh, you like the paranormal. I like the paranormal. Um, Rosario Vampire, which is my favorite number one favorite anime of all time, has been for about close to ten years now. I haven't found one that I don't know if it's ten years, probably about six or seven years. But it's vampires. Uh, I don't like vampires. Well, it's not just vampires. Okay. Uh, the the main character, the storyline of it is a human ends up going to a school for yokai, which in Japanese that means demons or whatnot. It's a the first person he meets is a vampire. Then he meets a succubus. Then there's a witch. There's an ice demon. Uh, it goes through a lot of mythologies and a lot of the different demons really? and stuff like that through the storyline of the first season. Um, and that's all wrapped up into a love story and slash harem. Huh. Which is, it's quite the inter- interesting thing. I'll be darned. Um, so Chad, actually, Chad and Chat wanted to know for somebody who is kind of interested in anime and they're just getting started out, but they're interested in watching some and getting to know more, what's the essential current anime that they should watch? Is that what it's called? It's just called an an I mean, is it called a cartoon or you just call it an anime? anime. anime. Okay. anime. Is it, is it, do you use articles with it, the anime and anime, or do you just call it anime? Just call it anime. Okay. Otherwise it's like saying the Facebook or the Google. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, right now, some some of the big titles that are out, um, there's a few big companies in the U.S. Uh, Funimation is probably the largest company, followed by Sentai Filmworks. Um, and also VIZ is a pretty big company. VIZ produ- produced Inuyasha. They actually have the uh, rights to Sailor Moon franchise. Funimation has uh, just released this year, I believe it was Attack on Titan, which is a huge one. Uh, Data Live is very, very popular right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I have Data Live 
actually have all of my top five D- on DVD because I go to these conventions way too much. And uh, <laughs> so, can you can you find it online as well? Like for you, can, free? you can. There's there's lots of uh, sites that you can you know you type in you find an anime that you may want to watch like or you go on Facebook you look at some of the pictures that your anime friends post up you find out what anime that's from because the picture interests you or the character interests you and you type it in you can find websites that have either the Japanese with the English subtitles or the English dubbed versions if the, if they're available um, a lot of the animes that I catch as they come out I catch before they're dubbed. Um, one of the ones that I've watched recently is one called Rail Wars, which is a story of four people, two guys, two girls, who get a job with the Japanese Railroad and mm. talks about some of their adventures of being part of the safety committee. But I'm, I'm a railroad fanatic as well, so it instantly went to top ten just from the first episode. I'm actually a railroad fanatic too, so that one actually might be interesting. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Rick. I've, I've, I've. That's it. I've exhausted my anime questions, and you're the para nerd. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, no. It's you know, a- anime is you know is is great. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, the thing that really has always bugged me about anime is the uh, hentai. I, you know, I mean, it's just it, it just seems like hentai, uh, Karen, which is like you know very sexually explicit um, anime. It just it, it almost seems to um, it almost seems almost kitty porn to me. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's a couple of different um, ways of the hentai because um, there's hentai, which is actual Japanese animated porn, right. and then there's anime. There's animated porn. Yes, yeah. it's called hentai. Um, then there's then there's animes that have, you know, there's nudity. Yes, I know what mommy will be doing tonight. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> then there's animes that involve nudity, things like that, and they call those fan service animes, where it's like, okay, we want to bring, this is a storyline that's kind of sappy, so we want to bring the guys in to enjoy the storyline as well. So, oh look, here's a naked girl. You get to see boobs. You get to see whatever, but it's not. It's not considered hentai just because of the fact that there's no sexual intercourse or anything like that. Um, it may be referenced throughout the show, but a lot of times it's really not all that bad. It's still, I guess you could say, rated R or 18-plus animes, but it's not extremely dirty. And in Japanese, hentai means pervert. So. Oh, I did not. Uh, well, stuff that you pick up from watching the animes and seeing the subtitles. I learned something new today. I've learned a few different words uh, from watching uh, <laughs> chat in the chat room asking what about the tentacle beep. There's yeah. tentacle porn. Yeah, oh, God, that, that's in the, that's in the hentai stuff. But oh, there, I also- don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> This show's okay. take, this show's really gone crazy, hasn't it? No, it's it, well. Rick's the one who brought up hentai. 
Well, no, I brought it up because it, I mean, it's it. A lot of it is very disturbing because it does look, you know, like a lot of it. But let's face it, with anime and uh, the Japanese culture is very much obsessed with youth and youth-oriented type stuff. So it's like the first time I ever saw a hentai was completely by accident, and I'm like, these people, the the people that are in involved in this, they don't, they look like they would be 13, 14 years old, and I'm like. I just got out of it real quick. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm not looking at this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I just thought it was disturbing. Really, in in general, porn doesn't do anything for me anyway. In my mind, if I can't have the real thing, what's the point in watching it? Right. But that's just how I look at things. I know it's very popular um, throughout the world. But like you were saying, a lot of the stuff, you know, a lot of the animes that you watch are driven around teenage or early twenties, yeah, aged characters, and you know it's it's always funny because there's one anime that I just watched recently called Senran Kaguya that a good friend of mine is a huge fan of, and she told me I had to watch it, so I did. Um, it basically talks about the art of the ninja, and it's five female characters who are in high school training to become ninjas, and of course, all five of them are drawn very voluptuous. Uh, mm-hmm. Very voluptuous young women, um, which I thought was weird because usually in the animes they always have one character who's like flat as a board and gets mad because everybody teases her about it. But um, you know, it, it's not not a porn, nothing bad about it. But they but they're young girls and they're drawn very sex sexy. It's yeah. made to bring people in to watch the show because oh, look, here's cute girls and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. What more would it, what more do most men want than to see cute girls short skirts kicking butt? So like schoolgirl pillow fights? Um, I wouldn't say pillow fights. I'd say it's more like school high school girls in boxing matches or martial oh, well, arts. Oh well, heck, they could just yeah. go to any high school in the country and see that. <laughs> well. You know, in J- in Japan they have the school uniforms, which for most women include it's mandatory to wear the sk- the uh, skirts. So that's what the guys like is you know, oh, let's see if we can get an upskirt shot or something because teenage boys are perverts. Although I don't think that stops much as you get older, but I can only speak for myself. Huh. Well, right. I, I my innocence has forever. <laughs> Welcome to the wacky world of anime. Wow. Yeah, I guess I just never... So, so you know, here's the thing. My teenage kid could have been upstairs, and if I had said, Honey, what are you doing? And he said, Watching anime. I just would have thought I was watching Yu-Gi-Oh! or something. Oh, he, it could be Yu-Gi-Oh! It, or it could be anything. Anime There's porn. Whatever that is. Yeah, I, I don't think you'd have to worry about that. That's, very, that's not as easy to find outside of like FYE and I don't think they'd sell it to anybody under 18 what FYE F- FYE at the mall for your entertainment uh, it's like a you go to the mall they they sell music and movies and stuff like that oh oh oh, oh okay got it it's not an anime based store it's a typical mall store they're uh, every they're in every mall out here in the in Mass Rhode Island Okay. I've managed to retain a lot of my innocence, you know, for my advanced age, apparently. So, now not so much. <laughs> I'm kidding. But the, the, there is an interesting 
uh, anime out that, you know, it's not very sexually driven. I mean, granted, the, the female characters, like, in all are drawn, you know, they're pretty girls, um, but it's, it's called bento, and the whole basis of it is beating the crap out of people over half-priced food. Okay. What? <laughs> that's called and, bento? I thought, well, bento boxes are like the little cute yeah, that's, lunches you send with your school child. Yeah. <laughs> and um, There's that, all that, sorts of stuff in the world out there that I just don't know much about, isn't there? Uh, there's so much stuff out there I don't know about. So. <laughs> I think but I I'm, want to keep it that way. I'm willing to learn. <laughs> so you know, Doug, it's, you know, sw- switching gears back towards you know more of the par- you know, more of the paranormal type research and investigation stuff. Um, besides the television shows back in the back in the 80s and the 90s, was there anything that really just cemented that okay, I have an interest in this because I've seen. XYZ. I mean, did you do you have like any kind of experience that was like, yep, this is the, this is I believe this. Um, when I was when I was young, uh, I lived in the city of Attleboro, Massachusetts, and I was walking to a friend of mine's house, mm-hmm. and as I was walking, this beam of light came down behind and hit the ground behind me, and okay. I thought that it was weird, but so I just kind of kept pace, and as I sped up, it sped up. And I thought, you know, I don't know what this thing is. It could just be my imagination. I'm like nine, ten years old mm-hmm. going, I don't know what this thing is. I stopped and it passed through me. And as the light passed over me, it felt like somebody's body walked right through me. And the light oh, yeah. went about two feet in front of me and then just disappeared. And I thought to myself, what in the world was that? Oh, yeah, it passed through. That night, I found out my grandfather passed away. Oh, it was like a crisis apparition. Yeah. So, so in my mind, it was his way of saying goodbye. Sure. Um, then a few years later, I was at a friend's house, and the first real, like, oh my god, experience that happened. Um, I wa- went to walk into the kitchen, and you know, it was just me and my friend was were at his house. His mom smoked. She walked out. She wasn't home at the time, but she had a pack of cigarettes on the table. I mm-hmm. saw the pack open up, a cigarette get taken out, lit in front of me, and smoked. And I <laughs> thought it was weird. And you know, I told him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever." And you know, we told his mom about it, and she didn't believe me until she noticed that there was a cigarette missing out of an open, out of a brand new pack. And so we got in trouble for smoking her cigarette, even though neither of us did. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's kind of amazing too when you hear stories like that because they you, they they are common stories and it's like spirits they lack the necessary hardware in order to do those kind of things. Um, how how do you think that they do that? I I know that you know they have they're able to manipulate things exactly how they can do that. Um, aside from them being balls of energy, sure. Because you know, energy cannot be created or destroyed, and since we're all made up of energy molecules, that energy has to go somewhere when we, when our physical bodies can no longer be run by that energy. So mm-hmm. I don't see how it can't be possible for that energy to be able to m- manipulate things, open doors, you know, move things. Uh, so I'm trying to think where that where I'm going with that. 
I get distracted easily. You know, I, I almost get the squirrel disease. I like that too. Squirrel. So, yeah. yeah, we're talking about a squirrel. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I like I, that. you know when I do it is like when I'm speaking at conferences and stuff. I just, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so what were we talking about now? Uh, uh, how, about- how they're able to manipulate things, and it's just I think it's just the energy force is able to move stuff, and you know we have science amazing scientists throughout this world that still don't fully understand what energy is or why it does what it does Hmm. Uh, energy I I think it was I forget where I heard it I think it was on the secret Um, energy can cook your dinner but it can also cook you Yeah. yeah and nobody knows how energy works you know we know that we can we come home, we flip a switch, and power turns on lights or turns on computers or TV or whatever. But nobody really knows, you know, we understand how to control it, but what exactly is it? Now, we don't even know how gravity works. I mean, you know, we think yeah. that science has explained everything, and what we really don't understand is that science has explained you're right how to control that thing, but the actual nuts and bolts of it, not all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the whole idea behind science is to push the boundaries of human understanding and knowledge, you know, not so much to get caught up in scientific dogma, as, as a, a lot of these guys do. Oh, yeah. And um, another experience that I had had uh, was shortly after I had lost my cousin, which was about 17 years ago. Um, she had been killed in a drunk driving car accident. Oh, goodness. Um you know, that night that she was killed, drove out to the house to spend time with the family, and that night watched her, me and her sister watched her walk into the room, wave at us, and walk out. And it was one of those things of, oh, did I just see that, or am I imagining things? Yeah. For the next three nights, after well, actually, we had a memorial service at the site of the accident where she was killed. Um, this this happened right about the time that the song "We'll Be Missing You" came out for the Notorious B.I.G. and um, that was sung at her funeral. Right. Two, for the next three nights after her funeral, my rec, my uh, um, stereo would turn on, and that song would play. And you know, I was like, okay, third night, it's unplugged. There's no batteries in it. It should not turn on whatsoever. Sure. You know what it sounds like? Sorry, Doug, go ahead. I was going to say, I woke up to go to the bathroom, and it turned on, Mm -hmm. and it stopped on that song. And I said, okay, Diana, I know that you're here. Um, Can you please watch over? At the time, my best friend was dating her sister. So I was like, can you please watch over them, make sure they don't do anything stupid? And the radio stopped on laughter, as if to say, yeah, right, like they haven't done stupid stuff already. Yeah. I said, "Can you do that for me?" And it, as it was scrolling through, kind of, kind of in the same way as one of the you were uh, boxes. in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I heard her voice, "Okay," and then it shut off. And shortly after that, I started to see her, and realized she opened the doorway to a special ability. Um, a lot of people call it psychic ability. I wouldn't say I'm a full-fledged psychic. I'd just say that I have fun experimenting with things that I don't fully understand. Cool. Well, you know what? 
sounds like to me, Doug, is it sounds like you have an awful lot of experience with departing souls, and um, <laughs> they seem to like you very much. It seems like that. I've been to, I've been to a few different psychics to have readings and things like that, and every person I've been to has told me I'm an old soul. Right. I've yeah, been around yeah. for a long period of time, and I've always seemed to be somebody that you, you can get along with easily. easily. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I attract the spirits to me is because I'm somebody that they can talk to. They you know they're comfortable around you. Right. You know, not very threatening. You 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 have experience. You've been around for a while, so you can be understanding of the situation. You can be sympathetic. When in a lot of cases, they just want sympathy, or they're just confused and want to know what's going on, and they don't want to be asked a million questions. They just right. kind of have questions of their own. Right. Yeah. yeah, and you know, when and you talked about your very first experience when you it sounded it sounded to me like what you. Um, had a pass-through. I've had several of those in my time as a researcher investigator. And I've talked to some people who had a pass-through and they never really had any dealings with, or they never really had any um, psychic um, ability, but then they have this pass-through and then all of a sudden they're, they've become sensitive. Yeah. That could have been what happened to you. Um, it's, it's very possible. I've always, you know, I've had weird dreams. I had imaginary friends growing up, and I know some of the, uh, um, you know, you, you look at ch- kids with imaginary friends. Could that be actual spirits that they're referring to? Because sure. at a young age, you know, we're, we're taught at a young age, ghosts don't exist. You know, don't be. There's no such thing as the boogeyman. Things don't go bump in the night, mm-hmm. and we're programmed. I, I like to, you know, the human brain is like a computer. You're programmed from a young age to think and act a certain way because that's right. what society says is appropriate. So, sure. you know, our parents were raised a certain way, so they try to raise us the same way as yeah. we do with with our children and whatnot. And as you're growing, you tend to learn, you know, what you were taught. You know, it may not always be the truth. You know, there is such things as ghosts. There is such things as UFOs, um, you know, and those who can get in con, you know, if you have good control over, especially your mind, um, and a lot of times people who have psychic ability will say they had some sort of traumatic experience, which triggered being able to get the sensitiveness that they have. Like I'm very sensitive to energy. I can thunderstorms hours before they approach. Um, I can walk into a room and know whether or not I should be there based off of the tension level or whatnot. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's definitely um, definitely an area that I like to look uh, more into. Um, either you know becoming psychic or always being psychic, and then just being woken up one day, and that seems to be what happens to a lot of people. Well, it, some some people have it all their lives. Yeah. And some people have psychic awakenings. So. Right. Um, let's do this. We're at the top of the hour. Let's take a break. Okay. Um, Doug, you can stick around for another 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So we're going to go to break, and um, we'll come back and talk a little more paranormal. Stick around, everybody. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. 
or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Hazy Radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. We are your host, Karen and Rick. For the first 45 minutes of the show, we have been having an interesting conversation with Doug Angler. He's a radio host, um, as well as paranormal investigator. Uh, radio consists of, well, paranormal radio show as well as an anime show. So, Doug, thank you so much for sticking around for another segment. Oh, not a problem. My pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, you know, you talk about uh, belonging to one of these groups, you know, that that to me, it's more of a well-rounded kind of paranormal group. Not only do you touch on ghosts and hauntings, but you also touch on spirits and ufology. And we we touched on the ufology part a little bit, but then now we have to go to the cryptozoology. Now, from what I understand, there in New England, you guys really don't have a whole lot going on, except for maybe, of course, um, you know, the Jersey Devil or you know, the Dover Demon or whatever. But if you, do you guys have any reports of you know Bigfoot, lake monsters, anything the, like that? Um, there are, uh, there have been reports of Bigfoots throughout um, a lot of the wilderness in Central Mass um, yeah. and Rhode Island. Um, okay. Um, I also don't. I work in the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh Which, yeah! For those of you who don't know what the Bridgewater Triangle, it's a huge, huge area. It covers hundreds of mi- hundreds of square miles uh, between Taunton, Rehoboth, and uh, Bridgewater. Um, it, they've had reports of everything from Bigfoots to lake monsters to UFOs to spirits. Um, so just about, it's like a paranormal mecca right in the middle of the Bridgewater Triangle. Um, they've had everything from demonic dogs being seen in the city of Mansfield to mm-hmm. um, Native American spirits, uh, drums being heard at places like Anawan Rock and uh, a lot of that area as well. Um, yeah, I forgot I've, about the Bridgewater Triangle. That You completely just set me straight on that. That place alone is, like you said, is a paranormal investigator's well, wet dream. Yeah, and I, I probably work... I'd say I work less than 15 minutes from the Hockamock Swamp. Okay. And that's one of the huge areas for of cryptozoology, of Bigfoot sightings or mysterious sightings of that nature. I'm learning more as I go about the area. I haven't uh, experienced a whole lot of stuff. Um, as Clarissa in the chat room says, don't forget about the Puckwudgies in the Bridgewater mm. Triangle, uh, which Puckwudgies where the Native Americans in this area uh, believed in these little creatures known as Puckwudgies. They were almost similar to leprechauns in Ireland, how it's not the way that we think of leprechauns all happy. The true leprechauns are actually evil. They're violent. They've been known to kill. Puckwudgies are very similar creatures, only it's what the Native Americans out here believed in as spirits of the forest and stuff. You didn't want to run across them or else foreseen tragedy would happen. Yeah. Well, you know, I know from in my own family, you know, being, you know, part of an Irish American family, my grandfather used to tell us a story all the time about how a leprechaun stole his clothes. So... And of course, even to this day, I'm 40 years old, I still believe his story. (laughs) But um, yeah, with the with the uh, puck wedgies, um, that it seems that they that they do have a lot in common with um, European fairy lore, and 
my grandmother, who was Cherokee, she used to talk about uh, a creature very similar to that. And uh, yeah, they could be they could be very dangerous. If, if but with a name like Puckwudgie, they sound adorable. Oh no, they're anything but adorable. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, just saying and, the name is really, really adorable. Oh yeah, except if it's a hockey accident. <laughs> that would be a puck wedgie, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think that's what goalies end up getting a lot of times, but yeah. That's that's for another story. That's for another another story. story for another day. Yeah, I just think it's it's I they sound like they would be really cute puck wedgie. Like they sound like a little furry creature with big eyes, you know? Just don't get them wet or feed them after midnight. Yeah, it's like it's like gremlins, you know. They're, they're they're adorable until it all goes wrong. Okay, well now I'm going to have to look up puck wedgies too. You're just you're expanding my horizons. That's what you're doing. So, <laughs> so Doug, with with radio, how did you get involved in a in a show like uh, uh you know, with like paranormal radio, Periscope Uncensored? Tell us a little bit about that. Um. What introduced me to internet radio in general, um, I w- was an independent researcher for a long time, went to Rolling Hills out in Batavia, New York with a group called the Central New York Ghost Hunters, fell in love with Rolling Hills. Had sure. It was the first time in my life I'd seen a full-bodied apparition. And really? it, it was so clear that the founder of the CNYGH, who was an ex police officer ran down to see if it was one of the people because it was a public hunt we thought somebody was lost mm. we saw him between two sets of swinging doors in a stairway he came walking up from the lower level turned the corner and just vanished by the time she got to the door didn't go upstairs didn't go through the other set of doors just disappeared by the time Oof. she got there right. and that'll was, get your heart pounding that that's that happened. I said, "Okay, I love this place. Mm-hmm. It's un- um, it's under new ownership since then, and I've been back since the new ownership took over. Uh, Sharon Coyle is doing a fantastic job at trying to revive it. Uh, it fell into disrepair for a time. She runs everything out of pocket, so th- there is a charge for the public investigations and stuff. But that's just to help pay the bills." Um, I know it's been on TV. Ghost Hunters has been there. Ghost Adventures has been there. Um, I think Most Haunted went there. So a lot of TV coverage of that place, and just about everybody that's gone there has had their own personal experiences as well. Yeah. Um, and on another network, they were going to have a special on about Rolling Hill, so I tuned into that other network. And enjoyed the network so much at the time that I became a regular. Well, when you're a regular on the on internet chat rooms and stuff for radio shows, you tend to make friends. Mm-hmm. You know, went from becoming friends with a lot of the show hosts to why don't you come on and talk about stuff with us? You know, went to my guest canceled. Can you come on? And which led to do you want to be my co-host on that other network? I'd. I was asked by Clarissa if I wanted to be a co-host on her show Periscope. Um, I said, sure. So we would go on every week. I believe it was Friday nights back then. may have been Saturday nights. Okay. And um, we would talk about paranormal. It was a very laid-back, um, anything-goes type of network. It's not as well-run as Hazy is. Um 
a lot of issues arose from over there. You had to pay for your shows. You had to, you no. you had to fit. You, you could say anything. There was no FCC regulations. A lot of shows involved swearing and stuff that you can't get away with here. But I, I love this network so much better than the other one because it's run better. I don't care about the restrictions because it's more professional, um, and it's we, just so much fun here. We have restrictions. Well, you know, you, you can't. Better you can't take come note on, of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you can't come on the air and just start dropping f bombs left and right because you know. I only did that from, once. It was yeah. an accident. Yeah. It was well, an accident. That was awesome. <laughs> Sorry, but that was just that was so funny. And that that led that led to uh, going from that network where I was, you know, I would co-host with Clarissa. Um, Lady by the name of Alexis Doyle had a show called Cauldron of Knowledge. I would mm-hmm. go on that show with her. At the time, she was doing that show and Crossing the Void with Scott Hare over here. And it was shortly after I made the move. You know, you know, I stopped doing radio on that network when I was decided to get to the uh, divorce. When I moved back to Mass, shortly after, I was asked to be a part of cr- the Crossing the Void team at, where – as promo manager, so do a lot of the promo stuff and help things out with that, which led to uh, Lexi had some personal issues where she had to step away from the mic, and eventually I became permanent co-host over there for well over a year. And through that, being able, we went from a paranormal-only show to a variety show where we covered everything from independent music to voice actors. We've had... Uh, Richard Hatch on that show twice, Midnight okay. Syndicate, Haunting uh, Haunted Heather. Uh, so we had a lot of great, great people. And from the voice actors that we had on and the kind of response we had, that's what gave me the idea to do my own show on Sundays. Very cool. So, Karen? Oh, you know what we do? Sorry, have a- I was muted. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. Uh, uh, I was gonna see if you want to do uh, to field Chad's question. Um, wh- what do you know anything about of uh, black eyed kids? You hear about this a lot. Personally, I think that it's just an urban legend, like Slender Man. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? I've seen one. Really, you have. Tell us about uh, it. What? Black eyed, or I don't know if you could call it black eyed kids, but. If it's what I'm thinking of from what I saw, and uh, Chad, if you can say yes or no in the chat after I give my description. Um, when I was learning about my psychic abilities and stuff, I did a lot of experimentation with help of friends who also had abilities. I was brought to a house in Carver, Massachusetts that I later saw in a show of the top – it was like the most haunted places in the U.S., and this was like number six on the list of private yeah. residences. And, you know, I went to the house. You could just feel the the negative energy. Um, I walked into the house. As I walked into what was supposed to be the living room, I, it, I didn't see the living room. It's the first time I've ever seen a time shift, as I call it. Okay. I, looked, I stood in the archway behind me. or I was standing in the living room looking at the dining room, and the dining room wasn't there. I was looking at a playground. Sunny day, kids are playing, 
you know, I started laughing. They're like, what are you laughing at? I said, this little girl went down the slide, stood up a little too fast at the end and fell, fell face first into the dirt. You know, mm-hmm. as kids, you know exactly what that is. And, um, you know, then I, I described what the girl looked like. And, of course, the person who lives at the house, his jaw dropped into the history of it because the girl that I described and I gave a name, I could – it's been 17 years, so I don't remember the name I gave off the top of my head now. But he goes, she died in this house. I said, well, mm. what can you tell me about this other girl? She's wearing all black, probably about 12 years old. Um, you know, black hair, black mm-hmm. dress, eyes blacker than night. You know, you think of shadow people, it was blacker than shadow people. And it was just, you could tell it just pierced right through your soul. And it really freaked me out. It's the only time that, now if that's what you would consider black-eyed children, I've seen that. And it's not something that I want to see again and have actually seen a second time at a different location. But it was a different looking girl. The face was different on that one. Interesting. Wow. So um, we actually have kind of run out of of, uh, time, but I know that you have some really great stuff coming up. And we have this little segment of our show that we call Shameless Self-Promotion Corner. And this is your time to promote anything you want. All right. I know all about this because we give it to our guests on on all the other shows (laughs) as well. So Um, you can hear me Friday nights. Right here on Hazy Radio on Periscope Uncensored from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Our guest tomorrow night is going to be Patrick Burns. We're super excited to chat with Patrick. Yeah, Uh, he's been on television. He's, uh, I believe, he's the creator of Ghost Stock down in uh, last year was Savannah or this year was Savannah, Georgia. He brought it back, and um, so it's going to be a lot of fun there. Uh, and amazing radio we start three weeks in a row of voice actors this week it's our uh, cosplay contest winner Maria Leone who is an up and coming voice actress uh, she's done some commercials down in the Arkansas area uh, she's also an artist so it's going to be a lot of fun talking with her and then we go right into Spice and Wolf October where we interview Brina Palencia who played Holo from Spice and Wolf and followed up uh, that show is going to be October 5th. October 12th, we interviewed J. Michael Tatum, who played Lawrence in Spice and Wolf, as well as many other um, wonderful roles. And I know I see in the chat room Casey Creations is in there, and she just fangirled off of hearing J. Michael Tatum. And uh, after that, I start four conventions in eight weeks. So if you're in the New England area, and you're going to be either at another anime convention up in New Hampshire, Rhode Island Comic Con in November, back at Etsu Con in November, or uh, the Northeast Comic Con in December. I'm going to be at all f- four of those, so feel free to look for me. Uh, the Rhode Island and the Massachusetts one, I'll only be there on Sunday, but the other two, I'm going to be there all weekend. So keep an eye out for me. I, I might even be dressed in cosplay. So. <laughs> Tell wow. me about- you're going to be busy. 
Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to meeting a lot of people, getting more ideas for guests for the show. Uh, for Animazing Radio, we don't just interview voice actors. I've brought on a lot of uh, artists, comic book artists, including people like Rusty Gilligan and Jim Taylor, who have worked for DC Marvel Comics. Um, a lot of independent New England comics have, or artists have been on, as well as amazing, amazing voice actors who I never thought I would ever get a chance to talk to, including uh, Tia Ballard was our inaugural guest. The show started back up in April, so we're closing in on our six-month anniversary. Well, and they can listen to you right here on Hazy. Oh, yeah. Right here on Hazy Radio. Uh, the Sunday show is 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights, and uh, we like to have the interactive, so come into the chat room. You know, come into the chat room for every show. Okay, very good. Anything else? Any website or anything you want to send to? Um, you can uh, check check out the uh, come over to Facebook and search for Animazing Radio. That uh, anime space Zing Radio Z I N G, and um, like the fa- like the Facebook page. Uh, of course, like the Periscope Uncensored page, and if you haven't already, like the Paranormal Underground page. There you go. You got in a plug for us, too. That is the consummate guest right there, folks. Thank you. <laughs> uh, also, i got to throw a shout-out to the sponsors for Animazing Radio, Casey Creations. Um, they do cosplay and furry costumes, so you can check them out at caseycreations.weebly.com. Uh, the website, again, is k-a-y-c-i-k-r-e-a-t-i-o-n-s.weebly.com. And also check out Home Circle Media. They uh, they do a lot of the anime figures, uh, notebooks, pads, uh, pens, pencils, buttons, pins, a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, they got good prices and real fast shipping. I've bought stuff from them a few times. Fantastic. All right, well, Doug, it's been fun talking to you and learning about things that I just had no idea existed in the universe. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great time, and uh, enjoy a couple weeks off, and hopefully you get to tune in on uh, Sunday and learn a little bit more about the anime room. Well, thank you so much for coming back on. You have a great evening. You too. All right, good night. night. All right, guys, there you go. All sorts of stuff about anime and ghosts and New England and all sorts of interesting interesting things that I have learned this evening. So, Cheryl... Yes, Karen. What's coming up on Chucky e. G's show? Um, actually, Chucky e. G, uh, unfortunately, his guest had a um, last-minute cancellation, so he is doing a replay, um, a replay of a show he did, uh, maybe it was in May, with Ben Robeson. Robeson. <gasps> ben! Robeson. Yeah. Oh, Ben's awesome. Yep. He has the most magnificent beard. <laughs> he does. He has a manly beard. Yes, and so if you didn't listen to the show before, or even if you did, you're going to want to listen again because it was a really great show. We're going to be playing it here in just a few minutes when our show goes off the air. Very good. And um, so we're off for two weeks. What's the, but in that two weeks, is the magazine for October going to come out? What's what's your plan? Just people yeah, thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. It's yeah. my job. I'm glad she's part Which of it. Which gave me the big bucks, uh, yeah. man. Unfortunately, I don't have an answer. Um, we yeah, because of the move, we are right in the middle of finalizing the issue, yes. and Thank I have you. to say, it may not be online until the second week. Um, actually, let me let me pull up the calendar. 
yeah, so more towards, uh, you know, mid-October. Right, but it's yeah. got all sorts of good Halloween-y content, so it's going to be worth the wait, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. It has a lot of good content. Um, some of it is tailored to Halloween. Chuck did a piece ta- tailored to Halloween. You did a piece tailored to Halloween. Only because you made me. I hate only Halloween. Be- only because I made you. Because <laughs> yeah. you hate <laughs> Halloween, exactly. Um, uh, Ian White, our special report writer, uh, did an interesting piece on um, not only horror, but uh, paranormal as well in the in in how it relates to uh, movies and how, it, for instance, he even touches on tulpas in movies and um, it's it's a really interesting article, so that's in there. We have a lot of other good content, so it, it's it'll be worth the wait. It'll be okay. worth the wait. Yeah, I I do want to make an announcement, and uh, it's a rather sad announcement for us, Paranormal Underground Magazine. I'm sorry to say, but uh, we will n- we're not going to be doing our app. Um, here after the September issue, unfortunately, just did not. Uh, for for you mean for Google and um for I'm the sorry. Google and the uh, yeah. iPhone for for the or Google and, and the Apple yeah the yeah. the Apple uh, mobile devices our app was out there for a while. Um, it just unfortunately didn't work out for various reasons, and um, you know I'm not going to say we're never going to do it again, but for now we'll remain available as a magazine online as a PDF. And uh, so, you know, it's still going to be around, just not available on the app anymore. Well, that's a real bummer. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a bummer, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep going. And we still got the great content we've always had, so I'm really happy about that. Yep, that's right. And, you know, I do believe um, the Google and the Apple devices... You can actually read PDFs in there. You just don't get the neat, flippy pages. Yeah, and you can, and that's a great point, because if you have your mobile device, you can still read the PDF on your mobile device. Uh, but there's mm-hmm. no cool, flippy pages and, and videos and, and audio interlinked into that app that we had. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you'll, you can just download the PDF on your mobile device and scan it that way. But I find the flippy pages kind of annoying anyway. <laughs> well, there you go. I like the flippy pages. <laughs> you like the flippy pages, huh? I do. I like the flippy pages, yes. Like I, the reality I, of, like, thumbing through a magazine. Exactly. I, I think that was one of the first things I really thought was awesome about Paranormal Underground. I was like, ooh, flippy pages. <laughs> Even <laughs> first, right. <laughs> oh, Rick, you're such a I'm, I'm very user. simple. What can I say? I'm, so, I'm, I'm a very simple user. Oh. I have simple tastes. Okay, and then again, we're off for the next two weeks, but that does not mean we won't be back. We will be back on what's the date? Yeah, we'll we'll be back on October sixteenth, and I believe um, we will have some replays airing. I I really can't tell you what they are, but Zeta did say that she would be um, airing some replays during those two weeks. So you know, come back while we're gone, listen to other shows, all that good stuff. Yeah, there's lots of good programming. You just heard about some of it from our guest, Doug. So check out his shows. And lots of good programming here. Sorry, I just had like a big, huge dog plop down in my lap, and he's distracted me. Squirrel. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but there's lots of good programming here on the Hazy Radio Network. So it's worth a listen. If you've got some spare time, you're kicking around on your computer with nothing to do, there's always something going on here on Hazy. Hey, yes. it sounded like you know what I sounded like. 
Who? I sounded like the lady on the KCTS nine or the uh, public TV, like when they do the public you TV legathons. You're right. Didn't mm-hmm. I? Yes, you did. Mm, I probably should stop watching those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're boring anyway. Okay, so is there anything else? Any other little business we need to touch on? Um, I think that's it. Um, we'll be live again October sixteenth. Um, our guest. <laughs> will be Arthur Miller. He's a first-hand paranormal experiencer, and we'll talk to him about his experiences growing up, and then also about a book that he wrote um, based on those experiences called The Empty Lot Next Door. Okay, and Cheryl, you have a safe move. Thank you. Yes, be safe. You have a happy anniversary. Yes, happy anniversary early. And, um, you know, me, I'll just keep on keeping on in my little empty nest here. Yay. Yay. (laughs) All right. So I think that's about it for us. Stick around. Chucky G will be um, not talking live. There will be a recording of Chucky G talking to the wonderfully awesome Ben Robison, um, a fellow Washingtonian from here in the Pacific Northwest with a manly, manly beard. And, you know, the manly, manly beard goes without saying right, Rick. That's right, because I, you know, my mine, I, which I call the Riker, is uh, always well groomed. There you go. The Riker is well groomed, but Ben's is Ben's. Make it is, so number one. It's magnificent. All right, so there you go. Stick around. You can listen to what a man with a magnificent beard sounds like on um, Chucky G's show. And again, you and Chad have a really safe trip, and we'll talk to you on the other side, huh? Thanks. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be back in three weeks, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. other time, or 9 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Good night, everyone. You all have a good one. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.